0: You'd pay to see a man fly, wouldn't you? Ha! you got to be out of your mind. Look, I'm talking about making some real money here, Peavy. Not just 10 bucks a show, but enough to get us back on our feet and into the Nationals.
1: See your eyes painted on, Clifford? This thing's like strapping nitroglycerin to your back. I don't want to keep it. I I just want to borrow it for a while. Lefford, when you borrow something, you don't tell nobody. They call that stealing, you know. Just a couple of weeks. As soon as we can afford a new plane, we'll give it back. I swear. Lefford, did you see what this thing did back there? You're always telling me what a genius you are, Peeve. Fix it. We're going to need one hell of a lawyer. I think we're going to need a helmet.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Boot! It's The Boot!
1: We are recasting classic movie reboots, so Hollywood doesn't have to do it.
0: They're going to, though. I Mm. mean, (laughs) I feel like we're not getting our word out that they don't have to do it anymore.
1: How do we we get this resolution? Let's
0: talk to our marketing department.
1: (laughs) Hello, marketing. (laughs) You're talking to her.
0: Guys, this week, Ken and I are continuing... uh, Our theme of summer movies, we're tackling a superhero movie, the 1991 superhero adaptation The Rocketeer, starring Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton, and Paul Sorvino. Uh, The Rocketeer was a old pulp comic book character created by... I just had it. I just had it. Dave Stevens. Dave Stevens.
1: (laughs) 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 I know what you're thinking audience they're remaking the rocketeer as a animated television series featuring a a female rocketeer that's right i know that you were thinking that but here's the here's the thing we wanted to do a superhero movie because it's our summer series and
0: (laughs) it was this or the phantom guys and And the phantom is unwatchable
1: there are no superhero movies out there
0: um yeah, you know it's summer. Who cares about the rules? It's time to have fun. Um, and we don't care about cartoons, do we?
1: Mm, well,
0: <laughs> we very soon will,
1: but for now, I guess not.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, before we go into the Rocketeer, let's talk about some movie news. This uh, this first one <laughs> this first one's pretty good. Um, yeah, well, let's do you want this sit one
1: down? Take a seat, children. Let us tell you a little story about how there was nearly a sequel to Russell Crowe's Gladiator. The initial idea of the film's producers was to set a sequel 15 years in the future and have it star the nephew of the emperor, who the original film heavily implied was actually Maximus's son with the sister of the emperor. The problem was that Russell Crowe really liked playing Maximus and he wanted to continue to play the role. So in 2006, they hired famous singer-songwriter Nick Cave to come up with a sequel in which Crowe could star in. The concept of the film was that Maximus would be brought back to life by the Roman gods and he would be tasked with helping to save the early Christians from being killed by the Romans ultimately, the fact that the film starring Lucius was liked by so many others, and just the sheer wackiness of the idea um, I'm assuming of him being raised from the dead uh, caused this sequel never to occur. But one of the coolest aspects of Cave's script is that Maximus essentially becomes immortal and just continues to fight for the rest of his life as we follow him from the Middle Ages to World War II until we end the film with him now at the Pentagon. (laughs) Okay. And here's the thing. This is on that. What's uh, I think it's called like Movie Legends. It's like a blog where this guy writes about. Yeah, I
0: think this article's from uh, Comic Book Resources, and so the article is uh, Movie Legends. Which so get...
1: he fact checked this, and it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but this happened.
0: Um, uh, where, where do we start? Okay, um, Nick Cave, the singer songwriter, is a beautiful musician. Uh, his work on Assassination of Jesse James is phenomenal. Okay um why he was tapped to come up with this it's a little Um, baffling it's a little strange i guess we'll talk about the is is he is would maximus be reincarnated or just like brought back from the dead
1: i feel like the here's the thing the version of this movie that they're talking about where he's raised from the dead and then fights his way through history essentially already exists like i feel like what they're talking about is something akin to highlander yeah but i'll say this i would watch a series of movies called the gladiator in which this character appears in different points in time of history in every movie and just defeats some great enemy i would watch that what we do in life echoes in eternity
0: I would watch it too. I I think what's c- kind of crazy – I mean this is a really whacked out idea. But Russell Crowe in the first movie is um, very much a pagan, a yeah. polytheist. Um, and so for the Roman gods to resurrect him, for him <laughs> to then save persecuted Christians, don't you think that's a little strange? <laughs> like crossing of – Beliefs and mythologies and I like religions. Where, like, I like
1: where this world posits that just like everything is true, and it's all coming into play in one situation. <laughs> okay. Like everything that you were thought was might have been true, mm. or everything right. that you've learned, it's like surprise. It's all real. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Why not?
0: I just think it's uh, it's such an uh, of course that he becomes an American and like world he's War at the II. Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. Like why wouldn't he be British or I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Like, Italian? Like does he like, become a spy at the Pentagon? Like what? Or a general? I don't. Know. I don't get it. And what? <laughs> my brain, my brain is. I I would watch this movie so much. <laughs> like, but I really got that, Directed like, this movie. The
1: the oh, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> the I'm fact sorry. that first of all this was completely like thrown out there but also they talk in the article about how Russell Crowe was like desperate to make this movie like they couldn't talk him down from it and Ridley Scott was like I'm on board too but it just seemed like nobody could agree on what to make the sequel yeah I just think that's fantastic
0: okay next Paramount rebooting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film verse again The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that writer Andrew Dodge has been tapped to pen the script for the new film, which will be a new departure for the heroes in a half-shell following the disappointing reception of the 2014 film Ninja Turtles and its 2016 sequel, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. This new movie will be produced by Platinum Dunes' Michael Bay, Andrew Form, and Brad Fuller. Bay also produced both Ninja Turtle films under the supervision of Paramount's previous chairman. However, Jim Giannopoulos is now at the helm, and it's said that he is looking to give the franchise a bold new direction. Hopefully, this means the new film in production will be less giant mutant monsters and more gritty ninjas in the streets of New York City. Hopefully, this movie gets <laughs> mothballed and we don't have to watch it. I was going to
1: say, who wrote this article saying, hope we get, he hopes we get gritty. I say he because I am assuming a man wrote this because he hopes that we get gritty ninjas in the streets of New York City.
0: Well, um, what's funny is, so the original films were very much. Well, the original movie had a kind of grittiness to it that I think the uh, the current re- – I can't believe I'm talking about these <laughs> movies again. But the new ones didn't. Like the new ones were basically let's just take the cartoon specifically mm-hmm. and turn them into movies. And I think a lot of the Technicolor bright flashing sort of animatedness to it really – Turned a lot of adults off who grew up with this stuff. What are you? We're ninjas. We're mutants. Well, technically we're turtles. Oh, and we're teenagers. But we can still have adult conversations. I just, I'm worn out. I'm worn out. We're all worn out. Especially everyone in this room I I'm worn out of these constant remakes.
1: I think that, because I'll be honest. I've never seen a Ninja Turtles film. I probably watched the cartoon when I was a kid. And I know, our, I know our theme song is a Ninja Turtles song. Oh, my God. If you didn't know that, just listen to it and sing in your head <laughs> over it. Go, Ninja, go. But the version of the Ninja Turtles that are in these new movies are grotesque. Yeah. The fact that they were like, let's take cartoon upright walking turtles And just make them look as real as possible is a mistake.
0: They really stress the mutant of it. (laughs) Um, But I don't, I like, I don't know. I'm not a production designer. I don't know how you balance that because the original ones literally look like puppets. So yeah, they look like 2D. I just don't need this. I don't need this one bit.
1: What if it was like, what if they did this weird version of it where it's like four teenagers who sort of dress up like turtles Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got?
0: (laughs) I was thinking like let's see if I have a take on the Ninja Turtles movie remake two years after the last one came out. Oh my god. Um I feel like yeah,
1: the industry is making our point for us. Is this necessary?
0: I have to say the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's out there is the underrated animated movie TMNT. It's by far probably the best Ninja Turtles movie because it really like has a lot of character to it. Um, I know I just said we don't care about cartoons, but.
1: Uh, you care about cartoons. I care. Yeah.
0: Um, that one is probably the, the best. You didn't
1: mean it when you said it. I didn't. I just you were just, I just wanted to, to cool. do the Rocketeer. You trying to be cool. You were just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It happens to the best of us.
0: All right. Speaking of the Rocketeer, let's forget about this new Ninja Turtles movie and get into the rules.
1: Okay, that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded so open-ended. Cool.
0: Do you have anything more to say? This about is, it, no, <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't. But I don't. I didn't know what you were. It's it's cool. We're cool. This is a podcast best listened to with an open IMDb. We may talk about some people you've never heard of and you're going to want to look them up. We will be talking about a movie that you may not have seen. So if you have not seen The Rocketeer, pause us right now and go watch it. We'll be here when you get back. Also, it's uh, fun and entertaining. So just do it. (laughs) Okay. Rule number one. No remakes, reboots, or long-lost sequels. This is the rule we break all the time. We're doing it right now. We can't do a movie that has already been redone in the last 20 years. This includes franchises like Star Wars that pop back up with sequels every few decades. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That falls in that category. Um... Yeah, we're sort of ignoring a remake thing that's happening. So, you know, whatever. You guys don't care, right? (laughs) Rule number two, no imaginary casting. Our dream cast must be made up of actors that are alive and working today. And rule number three, no tender casting. We can't cast someone just based on how they look. You have to have seen their work and be able to vouch for their talent, which I can't do for the lead of this movie. (laughs) But
0: there he was. There he was with his big swoopy hair. Okay, guys. Let's get into the reboot of the Rocketeer.
1: What are you doing? Does not look like I'm doing it?
0: Come on, give me a hand. No, Cliff, no! For God's sake, we haven't tested it enough. Look what you did to Lucky. Give me, cut it out, cut it out! It's enough as it is. Okay, okay, listen. I reworked the throttle, so just squeeze her like
1: a gas pedal, and if you want to stop, mash down hard and then let go. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. A little luck. How do I look?
0: Like a hood ornament. The Rocketeer, directed by Joe Johnston, who also directed Captain America, the first Avenger. And if you watched this movie, you could basically see, like, he got hired to do Captain America based on this movie. They don't look identical because, obviously, they were filmed 30 years apart from each other. But Mm -hmm. the production design. Uh, I think Joe Johnston was also, he was, like, the lead VFX artist on the Jurassic Park movies. All of them? I think he actually directed the third Jurassic Park, Oof. which I like. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> Wait, that guy. the
1: third one is the one where Boom. they go to save the kid
0: in yeah, the park. with William H. Macy. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know why. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But maybe I just, you should rewatch it <laughs> Maybe you should. But um, this movie, for, okay, first impressions of this movie.
1: I, uh, this movie was made the year I was born okay i remember seeing it as a kid great and then i did not watch it again probably until three days ago okay. <laughs> and I-, I can't i had fond memories of it like i remember being like oh yeah this was on like tv all the time and you would catch glimpses of it but rewatching it hmm
0: it's boring
1: it's it hasn't aged well like i think there might have been a point in my life where i was like "Ooh." Fun.
0: I have two theories on. It's not fun. It's not that fun. Like, okay, here are my two theories. One, I think it it's edited for a movie of its time. If you gave the footage to an editor today, they would cut up forty minutes of this movie, and these Mm -hmm. edits would be one or two seconds shorter than they are. The other thing is, I think comic book movies have become so outlandish and outrageous Mm -hmm. that, in comparison, this is really like bland. But when I was a kid, like I was so thirsty for these kind of movies that I remember this being like, oh, my God, this is like this, The Shadow, Dick Tracy, Spawn. I mean, those were the comic book movies Mm -hmm. of, you know, my childhood until Blade came around. But by then I was like a teenager. Um, But even then that like Blade Blade is not really. He is a superhero, but it's not the traditional tropes of a superhero. You know what I mean?
1: I feel like you're judging Blade because he's half vampire. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you just said Outrageous. he's sort of a superhero. He's, he's an anti-hero. He's
0: an anti-hero.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um,
0: So rewatching this, it was very much like, let's get on with it. Like, it takes him 40 minutes to, like, put on this jetpack. What
1: are you
0: supposed to do, is a bomb or something? complex oh, to be a bomb. I do not see any moving parts. I wouldn't touch that if I were you.
1: I should have looked up Joe Johnston's credits before this, but I sort of, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, felt the way I felt watching the first Captain America movie, the same way I felt this, which I was like, why is this movie taking place like in the thirties? Like why, why is it moving so slow? Why don't I care about anybody? Why is the villain so insane? Like what, is happening and none of those questions got answered
0: well i think marvel is very specific in like introducing a character at least in that first phase of their movies and that captain america movie was mm, not page for page an adaptation but it was really true to like the comic that came out in 1939 but i i because I'm such a huge freak for that. Like I loved every frame of it.
1: You were but okay. I, you were okay with tiny Steve Rogers. You were okay oh yeah. with that.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I was we'll cr- have a, I was crying. We'll have a fist fight
1: about it later. <laughs> I because crying. I wanna like rage scream when I look at baby Chris Evans.
0: He's not a baby, he's just frail. Look, <laughs> we're getting off topic. This movie though, you could like this movie is like the prototype to that movie. And I just think it...
1: But here's the thing, it's 1991 and uh, there are a lot of cool things happening around this time that it seems insane to me that like the flying effect is so terrible looking. mm -hmm. It's stuff like that where I'm like, did they did they just not know that this was something that people would want to see? And so they didn't know to put a lot towards it. I don't know,
0: because I think this is also a time when because superhero movies aren't so prevalent, there's a stigma to them. So like, why it would any act, yeah like why would any actor or actress want to do this movie? And they didn't. And they didn't. Clearly, I mean, no
1: name wanted they, to. Do
0: they this. got Jennifer Connelly like right out of the draft. You know what I mean? They're just like <laughs> she's like twenty one. I just
1: feel like our biggest question is who is Billy Campbell?
0: Billy Campbell. Who is this man? Jenny, prepare yourself for a shock. I'm the Rocketeer.
1: The rock of who? Oh, for crying out loud, haven't you read the papers? His credits include The Killing. That's that's something people know about. Melrose Place, the new one. The OC, okay.
0: All right, look, so this didn't (laughs) launch him. Pardon the pun, it didn't launch him to stardom, but I think if this, I don't know, I think if this property was like to be remade in a live action, it would look a lot different. It would feel a lot different and you would probably get, I don't know, Ryan Gosling to jump in the uh weird alien looking helmet that he wore
1: yeah it's just kind of sad because honestly if a mo- if we remade a, a live action rocketeer today i think it would create a buzz and clearly it really it's become a cult movie but it clearly didn't at the time and so i'm sure he's probably a tiny bit bitter about it because he's like man i did a superhero movie before superhero movies and it did didn't take me anywhere yeah.
0: Something that bugged me about him, other than his lack of personality. <laughs> he wore his superhero outfit all Every the time he went. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's superheroing one one just like you' change costumes, dude. like if I just ran <laughs> out, put on a rocket pack, and started saving people, immediately people would be like, "Hey. I know that. We can identify him via all these Facebook f- – I mean, uh, technology aside. <laughs> but like, they'd, they'd figure it out as soon as I took it off and walked around the street.
1: Yeah, barely anybody changes clothes in this movie.
0: All right. Well, who should go first, you or me?
1: I'll go first. All right. I'm not afraid. Okay, so I picked someone who I think – Thought he was making a foray into the franchise world and it took a big nosedive, but I think he deserves another chance at doing oh, okay. something like this. Mr. Army Hammer.
0: Oh. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. He's got that square jaw. Yeah. He's got that Oscar pedigree.
1: He he looks like a superhero, but he hasn't done that yet. And I don't know if we all saw the Lone Ranger. I saw the Lone Ranger. I saw it. It was about 50 minutes too long. But it made me sad because I was like, it was during that time when I was like, this guy's got star potential. Mm-hmm. And I I just don't know where he's landing. And he sort of landed himself into this like indie uh, uh, circle now with, like, Call Me By Your Name, which is being probably his most talked about movie aside from the social network, but he wasn't the star of that. Um, and this would actually be really interesting for him because it's not a super modern like flashing laser beams kind of He looks movie. up the time. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's think about Cliff for a minute. Okay. So the thing that I was trying to anchor myself around this guy is that he okay so he's an air, airplane pilot mm-hmm. he's an airplane racer I, I, I guess yeah.
1: I, get, <laughs> I guess there's
0: a time in I American guess that's history a thing
1: they do sort of <laughs> introduce us to him like he races airplanes and we're supposed to be like sure I, listen here buddy building that plane took three years of our lives and every damn cent we had oh fine a clam and Uncle Sam who knows you could get lucky yeah and what wait six months a year we, we made a living with that
0: plane well maybe it's time to get a real job I'm sure that still happens somewhere, but uh, that blew me away. I was like, why isn't that happening every day and why am I not a part of it? <laughs> it's an <laughs> airplane like, racer. Um, so I was trying to think of it. – it's like he seems like someone who's just also kind of desperate to follow this kind of dream. Mm-hmm. And I thought of this actor who played uh, a young man who was like trying to make his mark in a big way. Um, in the movie "The Big Short," and I picked an actor named Finn Whitrock, who is also an American mm-hmm. horror story
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so so I had seen the big Short, and I thought he was pretty good, and then I had to watch a lot of like American horror story clips of him because I don't have f x so um but <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> you meant. To decide that you wanted to cast him. I don't know why I thought you were just like, I couldn't get episodes of American Horror Story, so I was just watching clips. (laughs) That's how you watched the show.
0: No, I was like, I'm not going to watch hours of a whole show just to watch his performance. But um, one of the clips I watched, like he plays some sort of like psychopath killer. And Mm -hmm. for some reason I was like, this is a very like American psycho Christian Bale kind of moment. So I was like, I'm going to go with him. and. I'm going to show you the picture. Look at that swoopy doopy hair!
1: Wow, he is really just pushing his jaw out.
0: Yeah, and you also saw the rest of my cast. So I
1: don't know most of those <laughs> faces, though. I'm going to be shocked. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. So that's who I picked, and I and I, you know what? I could have picked more for personality, but I I think I just I wanted to give this unknown guy a shot because I think he uh, I think he might start popping. Up. Oh, he's also in the assassination of uh, Versace. What's this the show?
1: Oh. Is he? Yeah. The oh, the other Ryan Murphy.
0: Mhm.
1: Well, okay. Here's the thing. He's a good-looking guy.
0: Mm-hmm. He's got the hair swoop. He's got the check check.
1: Check check cuz there was a time it's all about the hair swoop and part of me was like if Billy Zane was young again
0: what you'd ca- cast Billy him Zane this? would have been <laughs> no
1: no man's hair flops like okay. like Billy Zane. But um no, yeah, I agree. I think he's great. I think he's uh very versatile. Maybe I'm thinking about Unbroken.
0: Oh yeah, he is in that. Yes,
1: okay. Oh, and he's in La La Land. I forgot about that. Is he? Yeah, he's like Emma Stone's uh boyfriend that she leaves at the restaurant because he doesn't know anything about jazz. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think he's great, and I think he's at a point in his career where something like this could really, yeah take off
0: okay let's move on to the real heroes of this movie let's start with jenny 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 Jenny. poor jenny
1: i really felt for jenny because (laughs) she she is trying to live her life she wants to be an actress and cliff is very dismissive of her
0: of anything she does. She,
1: he straight up makes fun of her. Even though she's like trying to make great points about she's a huge Neville Sinclair fan. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. It just made me sad because I was like, this guy's a jerk to her. <laughs> and she and she at one point literally leaves him. And he's like, oh, man. And I was like, no, she, you need you need a break from her. She needs a break from you. I don't want you to be sorry, Cliff. I want you to stop treating me like
0: like a stranger. When something goes wrong i should be the first one to know about it i shouldn't be the last jen everyone knows because they were at the
1: airfield i had an audition it was important to me just like the last time when i flew the regionals you got a big part you stood behind myrna Loy with a bowl of grapes yeah i know if i was her i wouldn't have taken him back
0: jenny's arc to me kind of went like this be Verbally abused by Cliff, then be verbally and physically abused by Neville. (laughs) Here's here's a dilemma. But then at the end, there's like a little window where she's like, fuck all this. I'm going to (laughs) go and like beat the shit out of Neville. I'm going to steal the Rocketeer blueprints from his house. I'm going to go – like at the very end, she starts being like really, really active. Mm -hmm. But the first half of – the first three quarters of this movie, she's just like – She's just like a doll.
1: Here's the dilemma of a female lead in a movie like this. Like, what if there's a version of this movie where, yeah, Jenny is being used as a pawn to get Cliff to show up places. And because that's what's happening. And she is on this great Zeppelin. It's going down. Her and Cliff are trying to get off. They get saved. And what if at the end of it all, Jenny's like, Still not taking you back, Cliff.
0: <laughs> I, think that, I think that actually would make a better ending because then it's like, what has Cliff realized that it's like, oh, I, I he still has work to do. Like the end yes. of this movie wraps up so fucking nice for Cliff yeah. when Howard Hughes just rolls up and he's like, here's, my, here's a new airplane and for you. what has have. he
1: really learned?
0: Mm, nothing.
1: nothing. Nothing. Nazis are bad. I mean, yeah, that's something we... Hopefully all have learned. Uh, but
0: you, maybe is there a moment where he apologizes cuz I don't remember. Is no. the apology that he came to save her?
1: Wow. If that isn't just a <laughs> great commentary for our world. His apology <laughs> is that yeah, he saved he's her. He's the life. ultimate
0: nice guy. Oh boy. Okay. Um so Jenny, I um picked an actress who I thought could play a very beautiful and talented actress because she is a very beautiful and talented actress. Um can kind of play You kind of do need a little smack of that doe-eyed love interest, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, but who would also be more active and activated in her own in her own regard in those moments where she's like, "I'm gonna sneak around and do my own thing and you know escape on my own." Hello, hello, can anyone hear me? This is an emergency. Can you hear me?
1: Sinclair, Sinclair, send us Sinclair.
0: My God, Neville Sinclair is a. A what?
1: Spy, saboteur fascist all of the above
0: i picked lily james from baby driver and she was in the live action cinderella and she was also in Downton, pride abbey. And, Downton abbey and pride and prejudice and zombies and,
1: and now th- mama mia too here we go again <laughs> mama mia here i go again <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fact that i have to look that clip up now <laughs> Oh, God. OK. Yeah. So I th- I thought that she had a great mix of beauty and charm and strength. And she's not 21, which really bothered me about Jennifer Connelly in this movie. Mm-hmm. Billy Campbell is – Billy Campbell? Yeah. I, like I keep thinking Bruce Campbell.
1: No. Don't besmirch the name of <clears throat> Bruce Campbell. I would
0: never. But So <laughs> Billy Campbell was 32 when this movie was made and yeah. Jennifer Connelly was 21. As soon as I looked that up, I was like, Whoa.
1: "I mean, the real, the real thing is that how old is Timothy Dalton? He is more than twice her age. Yeah, way more than twice her
0: age." Again, they got her like she she got out of high school. She went through the, the draft, the acting draft, <laughs> and Rocketeer was like, "With our first pick, we pick Jennifer Connelly." And
1: here's the thing: she is stunning.
0: Yeah. She looks
1: wonderful. Unfortunately, that's the thing where I can see somebody being like, that's great. She looks like a 30s ingenue. Mm-hmm. And that's really all they
0: Want. wanted from yeah. her.
1: And that's the disappointing thing. Not that she can't do more, but that's clearly all they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, no, I like your pick. Thank I you. I like Lily James. Thank you. I think she's great. I picked someone who was a little bit younger, but I she's 23. She's not 21. She's 23.
0: <laughs> How old is Army Hammer?
1: Um, 31. Okay. Here's the thing about Army Hammer, though, that he's like seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. That's an exaggeration, but he's very tall. Very tall. And so I was like, this is gonna be weird that like no matter who you pick, she's gonna literally be half his size.
0: That's what Apple boxes are for.
1: Right? And stilts. Um, okay, so I picked somebody that uh I you have picked for something previously, <sighs> but I saw her in a Netflix movie this weekend, and I was just so charmed by her. Because I think she's gorgeous and funny Mm -hmm. and spunky.
0: Mm, Spunky Brewster.
1: Okay. So I picked Zoe Deutsch. Yep. Um, Who, guys, again, honestly, I know you're not coming to me for your Netflix recommendations, but you should be. Watch Set It Up on Netflix. It is the rom com that is going to revive rom coms of our generation.
0: This is bananas. My girlfriend just watched that.
1: It's so good.
0: You guys have like identical Netflix watching (laughs) patterns. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Um, There's just something so watchable about her and something that I wanted to achieve. Because like you said, like she obviously should look like a movie star. But I wanted to give the character somebody who is sort of not precocious, but is sort of spunky enough to bring out – just bring some life into Because here's the thing. Even when uh, Jenny is sort of striking out on her own and is, like, going to save herself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, she ends up in um, Sinclair's, like, secret radio thing. Like, when she's figuring things out for herself, there's still this sort of, like, playing dumb yeah. direction that she's probably been given. That's, like, don't take too much. She's just not given much. And so I would like to assume that uh, the role for... Um, this new Jenny would just be more like take control of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I agree. We are, we are in accord.
1: <laughs> Should we shake on it? Let's
0: <clears throat> shake on it. Uh, let's move on to P V, played by Alan Arkin, who is my favorite part of this movie. And I, between him and Jenny, I think they're the true heroes of this movie. Yeah. Like, why, why do we need Cliff Between
1: at all? Jenny, Peavy, and Ace, and a stick of bubble gum, <laughs> they're the
0: heroes of this movie. Um, I just love Peavy's humor the whole time. You, you, it, it, like what's weird? He doesn't get many jokes, but because mm-hmm. it's Alan Arkin, every line is just sarcastic.
1: His delivery is amazing. Film fans were saddened by the
0: news that actor Neville Sinclair was killed in the tragedy when flaming debris fell on his touring car. That's terrible. That was a nice car. I
1: feel like for some of these characters, I thought to myself, you got to go comedy. This, this version of the Rocketeer doesn't really go either way. There are funny moments, but people aren't going for it. And they're also not fully restraining themselves. And so right. it sits in this weird place where you're like, I didn't really laugh, but some of it was funny. So for a few of the characters, I feel like I had to bring out somebody who can be a little silly with it. And I think Mm -hmm. this actor actually does a really good job of doing both aspects. Um, He can do the drama. He can do the comedy. You know him. You love him. It's John C. Riley.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, God, so much. John C. Riley from... The first thing that came to my head is Tim and Eric. (laughs)
1: Huh.
0: I was gonna
1: say, (laughs) you may know him from... Uh, step brothers uh chicago the man's got range
0: uh boogie nights
1: boogie nights yeah
0: the guy is incredible
1: yeah he's fantastic
0: i love that pick that's really funny um i went a slightly different way because i kept thinking about how you know subtle alan alda was
1: alan arkin but i would (laughs) love it if alan alda was in this movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So I loved how subtle Alan Arkin was in this movie. So I picked an actor. I actually picked an actor who – I might be breaking all three rules here. Um, what? Well, I we broke the rule that this yeah. can't be remade. My Cl- Cliff Secord, a little bit of a Tinder cast he, with the swoopy but hair. good. He's good. And now three, an actor who is currently working. I don't even know where this person is on planet Earth. But according to his IMDb, he's coming out with a new project. Um, I picked an actor who I thought could be very subtly funny but is I think is a really, really good actor and should be in more things. Um, I picked an actor by the name Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Mos Def. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Here's the thing. Most Def is actually is a great actor. He is. I love watching Most Deaf. but that's really throwing me for a loop.
0: Uh, most Def, if you don't know him from his rap career, um, was in Be Kind Rewind and he was also in The Italian Job. He was also in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Where- As a
1: side note, one of my most favorite <coughs> scenes in a movie is there's a scene in Be Kind Rewind yeah. where Jack Black is making up a new Ghostbusters theme song. It is the funniest thing it's I have ever heard. <laughs> Continue.
0: Um, I just thought, one, I want to see Mos death back. Two, I think he could play that great sort of, it's not really an older brother figure. It's more of like, he's the guy who's trying to stop Cliff from killing himself constantly. Mm-hmm. While also being like the brilliant engineer who like tinkers with the rocket pack to make sure that it's like feasible for him to like control. He's
1: also Cliff's roommate is
0: that <laughs> what really okay
1: here's a plan we call the fbi we get rid of this damn thing pv the fbi is gonna lock us up they think we were shooting at them what do you think was going on at the house house we don't got a house clifford we got a gazebo clearly they live together in that house right i was
0: so confused i thought that was just pv's house
1: and cliff just lived i there? thought he
0: li- i thought he lived at the airfield <laughs> No joke. I thought Cliff lived at an airfield.
1: I feel like it's one of those things where, like, he's not his dad, but he's his father figure. Yeah. They live together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. I swear. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Because he because Cliff comes home after his date with Jenny and Peavy is just there working on the jetpack. I
0: swear to God, I thought he just went over to Peavy's house.
1: But then he goes to sleep in his bedroom.
0: I must have just like completely stopped paying attention. <laughs> Well, all right. They're roommates. Cool. Great. Good for them. Um, yeah, Mo's deaf. That's my pick. I like it. All right. Let's I'm get on to uh, the Neville Sinclair.
1: Okay. So I love Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. His career post Bond is baffling but delightful. Mm-hmm. Hot
0: Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is incredible.
1: Like, incredible movie. His timing is so spot on. It is insanity to me that we took this man seriously. Mm -hmm. Because he's a gifted comedic actor. And he's great in this. I think he's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Because he's so watchable. Tonight when we danced, I felt something move inside me. I felt it tear loose and take flight. You said that to Greta Garbo. Napoleon's mistress. But you'd have been a fantastic Lady Catherine.
0: Yeah, uh, I just read something in the trivia where the line where he, they're on the the Zeppelin, mm-hmm. and Cliff is like, where's your stuntman now or something like that. <laughs> and Neville goes, I do my own stunts. I guess that was like, <laughs> I guess that was like a line that like, he actually did all of his stunts as Bond or something like that.
1: Good for him. And people
0: didn't believe him. But the thing about Neville that bugged me, was like when you reveal that he's like a super secret Nazi, that he like immediately starts talking in a German accent.
1: Wait, he does.
0: Yeah. What? Yes, and I was just like, either he's the greatest actor of all time <laughs> to like pretend to not have a German accent, or this doesn't make sense. Like,
1: no, right? Like, why would like, he just
0: keep talking like an I don't know?
1: That's weird. I really like the part where he at one point is like threatening Cliff and he's like, Who are they gonna believe? You are the number three
0: box office star in America. <laughs> number three? Uh see, yeah, this movie should have been way funnier. I don't know why. Yeah. I think I think they misstepped on their lead. Um Okay. So I had to pick a star that could be <laughs> mm-hmm. dashing. Okay. Charming. Okay. Very Timothy Dalton-esque. Okay. Someone who you would think is, you know, had it all, but could secretly be terrible. Okay. And I recently watched this actor in um a summertime movie. Oh. And he fit the bill. Okay. I picked Richard Armitage.
1: Was the summertime movie Ocean's Eight?
0: N- yes, it was. <laughs> um, and if you haven't seen that, he was also in the terrible Hobbit movies where he played oh, that's like unfortunate. the leader of the the dwarves but um yeah i just thought he in oceans 8 he he just sort of you know he was just really slimy and i thought he could kick it up a notch and and just you know be this sort of undercover yeah ss agent i guess he's attractive Uh, um, yeah
1: yeah it's interesting i don't know i don't know what else i don't know his other credits i thought he was great in oceans 8 i mean i watched all the hobbit
0: movies to remember them,
1: I do because I don't know how many times I can say it. I love Orlando Bloom probably more than I will love my first child. So yes, I remember those movies. Yeah, I mean, he, sure, he could be he could probably do it.
0: I never understood Neville's plan, by the way. It was like the Nazis charged him with getting the rocket. So it was like...
1: Because he hired the, the
0: gangsters. Moms. Right. Do you see how this chain of command is working right now?
1: I didn't say it'd be simple, Eddie. And snatch and grabs, which you're supposed to be good at. That's what I pay you for. Now where's the package? Nothing's gonna happen with me and my boys until you tell me exactly why this merchandise is so important to the feds. It's a rocket. A rocket? Like in
0: the comic books. The Nazi high command... Mm-hmm. ...hires pl- plants... An actor uh-huh. in Los Angeles yes. for a, we're assuming decades.
1: Because they know that Howard Hughes is developing this thing?
0: Right. Why not just plant a spy in Howard Hughes' company? <laughs> Did you see how this? I don't, I don't logical, know the answer to that. Like, I think the the logical answer is like, hey, this is a pulp comic book, so we have to have gangsters, we have to have Nazis, we have to have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But to like line them all up like that it just sounds crazy. Yeah. So I don't no, know. you're
1: right. There's something a little wacky about the whole thing. I mean, it, it is when you're looking at it on a very surface level, the idea of like this really high-performing, um, well-loved actor. Well, I mean, welcome to 2018. Finding out that they're a Nazi would be shocking, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's something like interesting about that, but then also being like, but it's also like the thirties. So where's, where's our like Al Capone character? Where's Mm -hmm. our, you know, they drag, Howard Hughes into things. For some reason, a Clark Gable lookalike and a W.C. Fields uh, impersonator are also president. The Clark
0: Gable apparently was in the IMDb trivia. Clark Gable was Hitler's favorite actor. (gasps) And he like had a reward for anyone who could bring Clark Gable to Germany unharmed.
1: (gasps) Oh, my gosh. I think it
0: was like a nod to
1: unharmed. (laughs) Yeah. They wanted somebody to kidnap Clark Clark Gable. Yeah. (gasps) That's so terrible. Isn't
0: that crazy? Um, Poor Clark. What were you going to say?
1: Um what did I not finish a thought on something
0: about Clark Gable and
1: I just think it w- it was like weird how they were like there's no need to like uh shoehorn in any of these like oh no thir- like it doesn't have to be every single element of the time period but yet
0: like they're all in there all all the people in the FBI they're all afraid of who they're all afraid of uh J. Edgar Hoover
1: and all of all of the FBI people are like Violent and corrupt.
0: Your buddy's getting fitted for a pine overcoat. If you make it a county general, Alcatraz is your new digs. Spit it out, Wilma. Where's the package? Blown
1: to hell.
0: Might you go look for it? Yeah.
1: It's weird. Is what weird. is this movie trying to tell us? <laughs> um, okay, so I, for my Neville, I picked someone who I think can be very charming, but can also be very dark. Um, very talented actor, I think. Um, I was literally watching an interview with him yesterday, and I was like, "Wow, this guy could charm the pants off of anybody." Colin Farrell.
0: Mm, yep. How old is I Colin Farrell? For He's forty-two. Younger than my guy. Damn. Yeah. Really? He's only forty-two.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay, he was an <clears throat> addict, so he looks a little older, weathered and worn. But give him a <laughs> give him a little just for men. Grow his hair out. He's 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 something special. I love Colin Farrell. I think honestly his performances as of late, where maybe he's not trying as hard to be um, the sort of like big budget star that I think everybody kind of expected him mm-hmm. to be at one point, have been way more interesting. And he's been giving us a lot of great performances. His last
0: two movies, Killing of a Sacred Deer and The Lobster, were phenomenal.
1: Killing of a Sacred Deer. Guys, if you want to see people literally acting the hell out of something, Nicole Kidman and Colin Farrell in this movie. And that
0: kid, that other, the Irish kid.
1: Yes, Barry Keegan is
0: amazing um, as well. Yeah, he, Colin Farrell obviously can pull the bad guy double cross very well.
1: Yeah. As we okay, found okay out. don't get me started about how <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, don't get me started, <laughs> but he could he could have just stayed Grindelwald. Listen.
0: Okay. He was probably like, I'm doing this for my kids and I want to get out. That's probably what it was.
1: But then did they tell him it was going to be Johnny Depp? Why didn't know. anybody do anything about this?
0: <laughs> this is a whole other podcast. Um, let's move on to Eddie Valentine played by Paul Sorvino. Double. Paul Sorvino's on the board for two it's movies. It's our
1: second Paul Sorvino movie. <clears throat>
0: uh, plug. Check out the Goodfellas uh, episode where Re- Kenna. Really don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> where Kenna has a full on mental breakdown. Um, okay. You went first. I went first last time. Oh,
1: so I should go first. Yeah, this was kind of a difficult, uh, I think role because I literally, I went back to my good fellas list and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Especially because I, I, I had a thought with this character where I was like, should we just play a little more with this guy? Because he's not... The sort of FBI characters that are faceless and that we don't really get to know, and so they can kind of be mean, and we don't care. It's like should this guy be a little funnier? And I wasn't really sure that was the answer, but I feel like I found a happy medium with the person I chose. And so for my Eddie Valentine, I picked John Favreau, mm. acclaimed actor and
0: director mm. John Favreau. John Favreau from the Iron Man movies.
1: But also, like chef
0: and swingers,
1: yeah, for Christmases, I don't know why that came up
0: elf elf, we all know who John Favreau is, he's we all know great who for yeah, what's funny he's he rarely plays this this movie's interesting, and this character's interesting because it's like you have a bad guy that does like a double bad guy,, mm-hmm. but then you have a bad guy that does a good guy,
1: talk first, Sinclair. Come on, Eddie. I'm paying you well. Does it matter who I work for? It matters to me. I may not make an honest buck, but I'm 100% American. And I don't work for no two-bit Nazi. Let it go. All
0: right, who did you pick? Oh, you already told me who you
1: picked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I was here, you was were there. I was just having so much fun
0: thinking about the FBI and the mafia joining up to Tommy gun some Nazis who showed up out of nowhere.
1: Where did those Nazis come from? <laughs> they just jumped out of bushes. Okay, I, you may not know, if you do not live in L.A., you may not be familiar with the area around the Griffith Observatory, where the very end of this movie, where it sort of takes place. But it is like up on top of a hill.
0: It's literally the, the drops. Yes. So you, where did these Nazis come from? Where were the, what?
1: they came out of the bushes
0: this is insane like there's no evidence to support that like nazi there's like a nazi sleeper cell in los angeles until neville admits that he himself is a nazi and then all of a sudden a whole brigade of like paratrooping nazis show up in los angeles
1: yes maybe they were hiding in that secret nazi hideout in like the malibu mountains
0: what do you know what i'm talking no. about No,
1: you should google this later but there's actually like a place that you can go look it's all like broken down and decrepit now but hitler had um the nazis here in la build a like hideout that he was going to come to after he had won the war mm. um Creepy. and you know As fans of history may know, that didn't happen. (laughs) So the big sort of like compound, just everybody got arrested. It all went to crap. And now you can like hike up a mountain, I think, a little further north and get to it.
0: Okay, Well, okay. So for Eddie Valentine, I picked uh, an actor who kind of pinged in my head when we did The Rock. And so Mm -hmm. I was... Looking to kind of uh, – I wanted to pick a more diverse mobster. And so I picked Tony Todd who is in the Candyman series and mm-hmm. he plays one of the
1: – He's full of beasts. He, huh? He's full of beasts.
0: He's full of, of beasts. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's Candyman. He's full of beasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and he's also one of the um, mercenaries on The Rock. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the Rocket Man.
1: He's if we remember
0: that, from a previous episode, the episodes.
1: one every for some reason I the line from the rock I can never get out of my head is Tony Todd saying, they're playing you for a fool, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sir. Um but I picked him one because like he scares the bejesus out of me. Like he has such a like a frightening look to him that I think that when that turn comes f- where he turns on Neville could be a really interesting moment where he, where you think that like here's the amass mass of bad guys that cliff has to face down and then suddenly like this really evil mobster guy just completely does a 180 and i I just thought it would be kind of interesting to see him see him uh he's a great character actor so yeah, i thought it would i be think interesting. that's
1: actually a really interesting choice i Thank would watch you. that
0: all right guys that wraps up our five characters from the rocketeer why don't we get to the segment that we've all been waiting for WHERE DOES Barry PEPPER GO?!
1: What if there are people that legitimately are like, uh, skip over all this crap? <laughs> They're just like, fast Where's forward to
0: 45 minutes. <laughs> the ones that hear the theme music. Um, I'm going to bet that we put him as the same character. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll bet you this screwdriver head that's <laughs> just laying here.
1: Okay. Not, that's not mine nor yours, but,
0: (laughs) um, who did you, where did you put Mr. Bernard Papar?
1: Um, I made Barry Pepper the, uh, his name is Malcolm. (sighs) Brian's like disappointed.
0: (laughs) It was right there. It was right there. Malcolm. Yeah.
1: Um, I liked because he was a complicated character. Uh, he is a war veteran. And he's as a rodeo clown, as we can, he's a rodeo clown. As <laughs> we can see, he's clearly dealing with some PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very complicated. At one point he tries to like fly a plane and that's why the Rocketeer has to take on You know? <clears throat> uh, yeah. No, I think he's a, he's got levels.
0: Know who else had levels? Well, who? Howard Hughes. I
1: didn't, I didn't want to do Howard Hughes. Why? Because. I just don't think Barry Pepper I don't think Barry Pepper is Howard Hughes.
0: If Leo is Howard Hughes, Barry Pepper is most certainly Howard Hughes. No,
1: Leo is more Howard Hughes. Terry O'Quinn is more
0: Howard Hughes. <laughs> Wasn't that shocking to be like, Locke?
1: i d I've never seen an episode of Lost. What? Don't tell anybody I work with, but um
0: I'm leaving that in. <laughs>
1: I've never seen an episode of Lost. I tried and I found myself just I think I think some of it is just that like if you weren't watching it when it was on and when you had like the whole like world support, it's just lost a little bit of that uh, urgency and interest. I mean, I'm sure that's incorrect for some people, but it's not my not my jam.
0: Have you seen Game of Thrones?
1: Yes, I have seen. I'm not going to say that. All right. I'm well, not going to tell you how much I've seen Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I love Game of Thrones.
0: Okay, let's wrap this up. Let, do you have any other um flares for this thing?
1: Um there are two things I think we need to talk about. One, uh the use of the Tommy gun in this movie. It was vast and upsetting. <laughs> Literally the way that they like approach when they when the FBI like surrounds PV and Cliffs' uh hideaway. <laughs> um and they just start like blasting the whole place away. I was like, what what is this? I mean, I know it's the 30s. We all saw Bonnie and Clyde, but it was just insane to me, especially because this is like a this is a Disney movie, right?
0: Yeah, a lot of death punching.
1: This is a movie for children and there's lots of Nazis. There's lots of Tommy guns. Yeah. There's also the most egregious thing in this movie, which is Lothar's makeup.
0: Oh, yeah. Did he have a separate voice?
1: He can't talk in it.
0: It's really bad.
1: That's the upsetting thing.
0: I did love how his superpower was snapping people in half. (laughs) I thought that was really cool. (laughs) When they
1: find Bigelow and they're like, Mother of mercy,
0: it's been folded in half. His feet are in a place they shouldn't be. It was just so weird. But that's what's so funny. Like you mentioned this earlier. Like this is early 90s. I feel like we could do better than what was given us.
1: Yeah. Because here's the thing, the the look of the movie, you're looking at it and you're like, this was clearly made in the 90s. This wasn't made in the 80s. Yeah. But the effects are terrible.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What well, are you going to do? Um, I don't have many other things to talk about other than Neville's death at the end was just like LOLs across the screen. Because <laughs> he's like, it looks like he's like running out of the plane as he's being engulfed. And uh. it was just... Again, this is more to the effects, but it's just like, we can do better, guys. We can do better. Just use a, I mean, don't practically blow up the guy, but just like, just put in a a practical explosion. Like, don't show him on fire falling that long. It's humorous and stupid. Yep. All right, great. Guys, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of The Boot. If you like this one, please check out our other episodes. Please subscribe and rate. Uh, If you want to follow us online, Kenna, what do they do?
1: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this podcast on social media, us together as one. Brian is posting all the time Mm -hmm. on Twitter, at The Boot Podcast, and on Instagram, at Boot Podcast. You can find us separately on social media, if that's what you're into, at Kenna Trent and at Flynn B. I'll let you decide who I'm talking about. I never say our names in conjunction with them. That's true. I just assume people know. They'll
0: figure it out. They're smart people. They're all Jennies.
1: (laughs) Strive to be a Jenny.
0: (laughs) Strive to be a Jenny. Don't be a Cliff. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. deeply. God.